This is your Virginia Cavaliers Boston College game preview tale of the tape. You are Locked On Virginia, your daily podcast on the Virginia Cavaliers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good day, viewers and listeners. I'm your host, Big Law, Lawrence Johnson, and welcome to the Locked On Virginia Cavaliers podcast as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your first place to come for your Wahoo fix every day. Of course, the date is 1-28-2023, and this will serve as the preview for the game uh, today at noon uh, in the JPJ. Uh, but first, let me give you our title sponsor. Title sponsor uh, for this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash Locked On to get started so yes everybody this will serve as your pregame okay uh for for the big game uh saturday um and it may not be as big but it, it is definitely a game that we're gonna have to uh uh you know keep an eye on i mean i don't think that there's um a lot of um you know a, a lot of fear going into this game but I said before this is it was a five leg trap game series that the Wahoos are getting ready to go through this will be the fourth game they've knocked down all the challenges previously now they're on that fourth game and then of course the fifth game I was talking about is the one that they have for Big Monday and that's uh the Syracuse game but we'll also do a preview on that but uh, but but sit tight. We're going to give you this pregame, and then also give you a postgame tomorrow or or later today as well. So let's go ahead and get into it. Our, our Virginia Cavaliers are uh, number seven uh, of the uh, from the AP poll, and I don't see that going anywhere. I think that they should handle business against the Boston College Eagles. I've never. This is one of the schools that I don't know why, but I've never liked this school. Just personally, I've never felt like. I've ever never ever cheered for a Boston College team for any reason. You know, sometimes you know when you're watching sports, even if it's somewhat of a rival, you know, you could somewhat pull for uh, a rival, you know, because it'll benefit you in the long run, or you know, just different ways, you know, that you can, uh, you know, root for for certain teams, you know, that aren't your regular team to root for. Never had that with Boston College. I don't know if it's the colors I don't like. I just, you know, maybe the the northern area I'm not, you know, uh, too fond of. I'm, maybe I'm just so much of a southern boy at heart that I'm just not into anything Boston. That that means the Red Sox. That means the uh, Celtics. None of it. And definitely Boston College. But they always uh, have a... Uh, a strong fan base. They always have great following and they always have great sports up there. But I don't think this is their Saturday. This is not going to be their Saturday. If they pull off this win, then um, we all should just um, leave the JPJ and not come back. I feel like this team is one of, well, it is statistically one of the worst three-point 
defensive teams in college basketball. And UVA shoots the three-pointer uh, as one of the best college teams in basketball. So that right, right there should give you some correlation. Also, you think about the Wahoos' defense. Their defense should really do the job and shut this team out. I'm looking for a big win here. But, you know, uh, this being the preview, I'm just going to throw some numbers at you, give you some stats about, uh, about both teams and kind of give you my stance continuing as well, how I feel about this. Of course, I said this is a tale of the tape. You know, UVA 15-3, and 7-2. and two. They need this win to continue to stay in second place to solidify their position uh, as a game up on Miami because if they lose and Miami and UVA have the same record, Miami has the tiebreaker. So Miami would assume that second position even though they have the same record. So it's important for the Wahoos to maintain this uh, second this separation uh, of this second place in the league to continue to stay on the heels of a surprising Clemson team, which I never thought uh, Clemson basketball would be in the number one spot this late in the season. I, I don't get it, you know, with them, but um, they're playing some good basketball. You got to take your hat. Uh, your head off to them, and, and you know they're keeping on, keeping on. Um, so right now, BC is ten and eleven. They are four and six in the conference, and you know they, they did have a, a big win. Um, well, I guess any win for them is really a big win. They beat you know Louisville, who, if I had to say a bigger surprise than Clemson being number one, is Louisville being at the bottom of the ACC, a perennial basketball power, um, you know, through their history, have always had good basketball programs. But for them to be at the bottom of the ACC with zero wins, I believe, so far, you know, in this season, I, I, I just couldn't have uh, predicted that, you know, for that program. But they are uh, at the bottom and, you know, they are, are currently bringing up the rear. But Boston College had a big win against them. I'll call it a big win for them. You know, they're just trying to uh, stay out of the cellar so they can continue to get to the tournament uh, on a hot streak. But right now, you know, UVA is uh, averaging 78 points. I'm sorry. Let me let me let me hold on. Let, let, let me I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going uh, uh, fast here. But UVA is averaging 71.8 points uh, and giving up 63 Point four points, and why? Why do I give you that that stat? That shows that there is definitely a separation as far as you know. The point spreads is what you know UVA is letting teams score to what they are putting out during the game, and that is definitely uh, pretty good. You know, of course, the margin could be you know wider, but Coach Bennett does like to play a little bit more of a conservative game. He doesn't want to score too many points, if that makes any sense, because uh, he doesn't want to give the other team extra possessions. You know, they do play a slowdown uh, pace, slowed pace, which, you know, is to his liking and which also plays into his strategy of limiting possessions and Virginia maximizing their possession with precision play uh, on the half-court front. Although they have done something that I really uh, requested and loved, and that is uh, they have gone a little more up-tempo than they had usually. But 
uh, UVA also one of the top three-point shooters, uh, shooting teams in the ACC, shooting almost 42% from three, which is absolutely stellar, phenomenal for this team. And that's what they need in order to get back to the Elite Eight Final Four. Uh, this game will be on at noon tomorrow, and I believe it's going to be on on the ACC Network. You're going to have to get there early. It's a noon game. All right. Uh, sometimes, you know, people would get upset about those early football games, early basketball games. I don't get upset with it. You get in, get your sports fix, get the hell out and enjoy the rest of your Saturday. That's just my philosophy, guys. But I think it's great when you can get your sports and then have the rest of your day to do what you want. OK, but let's talk about something else, about doing something else we might want to do. The playoffs are here. And we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets, guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all the favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance for a bigger payout with a same game parlay. This is the season for betting for sure. I talked a little bit earlier uh, or, or yesterday about the uh, the brackets. Brackets, you know, that all that is is betting. You know, some people say, oh, I don't bet, but only time I will consider a bet is when I'm doing brackets, you know, for the NCAA March Madness Tournament. So this is the biggest time. Super Bowl, you know, the, you know they're talking about all kinds of bets and props, prop bets, and the brackets from – the NCAA March Madness Tournament. Biggest time for betting right now. Uh, all of that's on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 free in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports partner, sportsbook partner of the NFL. Pretty cool there with them. But back to this preview of uh, University of Virginia and Boston College. I do plan on being in the house, so look for a now uh, post-game that I will do. I also will uh, set up to do uh, later in that day a post-game show with my guy Casey Pazalia from Virginia Game Day Podcast. And we'll talk about that game and then possibly talk about uh, the – the game coming up with uh, Syracuse, you know, which will be pretty cool as well. But let me continue on to keep throwing you some of these numbers of, you know, and see, so you can see some of the differences, you know, with this team currently. And these are numbers based on the season UVA points per game, 70 points per game, 70.3, actually uh, BC is scoring 66.3 points a game. So right there, there's a difference. Keep in mind, UVA, there's a stat that's going around where UVA is almost unbeatable when they score uh, 70 points. This is what I can say. I remember 
the championship run and being in the stadium, watching these guys. And people would always reference the fact that analysts would make this uh, uh, assessment, scouts, whoever make that assessment, and would say, UVA being up on you by 10 points was equivalent to something similar to what the Boston Celtics used to do to teams in the 80s, uh, in the mid-80s, where Larry Bird and the team, Robert Parrish, Dennis Johnson, DJ, you know, and Ainge, they used to just wear you down, and it was just difficult to score on that defense because they played great team defense, which is a lot of what the University of Virginia uh, is what they do. You know, whenever they get a lead on you, they grind you out. Game in, game out. I've seen it happen. And that's kind of what this team is uh, uh, hasn't totally hit that point yet because they've let a lot of teams come back in games when they've had big leads because of their scoring droughts. But their defense can drown you out, you know. And that's what I've, like I said, if they can get back to that where they grind you out and they, and they let the game just kind of salt away because you keep, uh, you know, you keep your defensive pressure up and they pretty much wear out. That's what University of Virginia wants. Uh, and that's when you'll see some of those point spreads get a little bit uh, wider. Right now, Virginia is giving up 60.3 points a game. So that's a 10-point difference uh, for, for what UVA is scoring to what they're giving up. But what I was uh, saying was all, uh, all – uh, to, to, to speak about what I was speaking about just a second ago was the when they were when UVA was shutting teams down on that championship run uh, we used to say the first to 50 first team to 50 uh, would, would win and UVA would always get to 50 typically first and just grind the teams out one of those years they only lost three games you know that they went to the uh, elite I think the elite eight and lost but uh, it's kind of the same thing here. It's almost like when they first team, they get to 70. They're scoring way more points than, uh, than what Tony Bennett usually uh, has scored. It's just because he's he has a, a versatile offensive um, arsenal of players in his cabinet to use, and he's using them uh, to, you know, to his uh, perfection right now. Uh, but back to BC. BC is giving up 69 points, so they're scoring 66.3 but giving up 69.5. Um, so, uh, they're used to getting scored on more than they score, uh, assist, uh, per game. Of course, UVA's done a great job. They got two guys averaging, uh, six assists a game, uh, Kihei Clark and Reese, uh, 16.2 assists to 11.4 assists per game. That means they really love to distribute the ball and get the better shot, the better shot, which, which is always, uh, what I look for. We like to call that the hockey pass steals this is surprising uva of course averaging 6.9 surprised that a 6.8 excuse me and boston college is giving up or, or stealing the ball 6.9 times so they play a tough brand of defense themselves they just can't score it seems they have some issues of putting it in the bucket but they definitely can score but you always want to keep your mind uh moving in a proper direction for, with UVA, getting to the bucket, getting easier buckets, um, making your open shots so they can stay out of those droughts that the team is accustomed to getting into. Blocks, uh, 4.8 blocks a game for the Wahoos. Boston College is blocking uh, 3.7 uh, blocks a game, almost four themselves. So they're, they're, they're getting after you. 
UVA shooting 50.2% from the field, which is a damn good, uh, a damn good percentage to be, uh, to be shooting uh, for your team. Boston College is shooting 49.1%, you know, which is also damn good for your team to shoot. Uh, but the thing about it is if UVA shoot 50%, they're shooting 39% from three. That's where they get you. If they're making half their shots and they're shooting almost 40% from three, they're putting up some points and they're playing efficient uh, in doing that. Also, uh, for 29, um, uh, 29% is what BC is putting up. So UVA is putting up another uh, 10 percentage points, almost 10 percentage points uh, higher, you know, and making their three-point shots when they come down to it. But like I said before, this is a 7 o'clock game. I'm sorry. This is a noon game tomorrow or today, Saturday. And I, I can tell you this. Th th there is not a worry about this game in particular. I mean, you always want to be careful and not overlook anyone. But there's a tough game after this coming up. And that is the Syracuse game. Uh, which is that? Which is you know they like to call it Big Monday, um, and it, it's, it's it's the game of the night. And this is what I can say. Uh, let let me do something here. I'm going to look for uh, something that I that I missed. But um, you know this game that the that the Wahoos are going to play uh, on Monday, and I'm getting ahead of myself. But it's hard not to when the team is doing this good. Um, I think them traveling to Syracuse, playing at 7 o'clock on a Sunday, that's a one-day rest game, almost the equivalent of a back-to-back -back game. Like when you play in the tournament, you know, you play on Friday, that means you'll play on Sunday, or you'll play Thursday, you'll play on Saturday. This is a great indication. This will be a good opportunity to see what UVA is about. Can they play those close games, those back-to-backs? Uh, and then they get a, a week break, you know, and then they – or not quite a week, but a week break, and they come back and they got Virginia Tech. They got the uh, the rival coming – or going to Virginia Tech, and they got – you know, Virginia Tech has their all-star shooter back, uh, Couture, who, you know, is a tough – Tough guy, man, and a hell of a shooter. Remember, he was the player of the year for the tournament uh, against Virginia Tech. I, I mean, against all the other players at Virginia Tech, and he wound up getting his team to the NCAA tournament based off of them winning the ACC tournament last year. So they're looking to go on another run. Doesn't surprise me that they're trying to get their stuff together <clears throat> and uh, try to gear up for another run because – they're going to need it to get into the tournament because their year has been tough. But I can tell you, Virginia, we are on a roll right now as far as uh, playing in rhythm and getting it or getting further and further and closer and closer together as team, you know, with team chemistry. Uh, so we're talking about Boston College's players, uh, Makai, Ashton Langford, who Averages uh, 12.9 points, three rebounds, three assists, 2.3 assists. He is uh, one of their guards there. 
they struggle. You know, they don't really have anyone that shoots a pretty, like a high percentage of uh, in, in shooting threes. Doesn't surprise me. As you are one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the nation. You know, but Virginia used to be there last year. So I, I know what it feels like. Um, and, of course, they have another guard, Jaden Zachary, uh, averaging 10 points, three rebounds, 2.4 assists. Uh, these guys get to the bucket, you know, and get fouled and score points, you know, just trying to score points in the way that they can. Then you got Quentin Post, who has been out of every game except for the last eight. And he's a forward averaging 15.3 points a game, 6.4 rebounds, and 0.9 and 1.0.9 uh, assists. But he's only been playing for, for uh, eight games. So those numbers are kind of skewed. So, I, you know, don't really take those numbers to heart, you know, because he hasn't played a whole season. And, uh, you know, we're just configuring on a short amount of time period here. Uh, but uh, let's, let me give you my midseason uh, MVP, my midseason defensive player of the year, and my midseason rookie of the year. And if these things hold out, you know, we should be looking at um, a deep run into the NCAA tournament. So let me go ahead and cut this loose to you for you guys. Uh, we got the midseason MVP. And this may be a little controversial, but I'm calling Kihei Clark, man. Kihei Clark has played a great game, his best playing in a Wahoo jersey. And Kihei had his moments on, on both sides of, of, um, of success and of failures and mistakes. But right now, he's playing his best basketball as a Wahoo. He's leading this team. He's really uh, showing what he's about. He's, and no one ever talked about him getting a shot you know, or a tryout for an NBA team until uh, about two weeks ago when they were talking about Kihei stealing the ball. Uh, you know, he was playing in front of Steph Curry. And, you know, he, he was really – he had his, uh, yeah, his season-high 20 points, uh, I think seven assists, just really looked great you know, playing his game, and, you know, we'll see what happens with Kihei, but he's my midseason MVP, heart and soul of the squad, and he's just doing his thing. Uh, best defensive player uh, for midseason report of the year is none other than Reese Beekman, and it's not even close. I mean, they play a good brand of, you know, the pack line defense, but the, 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 the tip of the spear is Kihei, but the anchor is... Reese Beekman. Reese Beekman shuts down anything off of the wings when they go one-on-one. -on -one. He's guarding their best perimeter or their biggest perimeter player. Got to give it up for uh, Reese Beekman. Defensive MVP midway through the season. And then let me give you the rookie of the year. It really wasn't any competition uh, right now, and I don't know if uh, uh, Ryan Dunn can catch him, but it's pretty easy. Isaac McNeely, or as his new nickname, Isaac McThreely, is the uh, is the rookie of the year. The man is shooting lights out from three. He's shooting the best percentage uh, on the team, damn near fifty percent, and has the cleanest stroke since Cal Guy. Okay, uh, the cleanest pure stroke that you'll see. 
everything looks like it's almost going in, you know, whenever he's taking a shot. And I'm so excited and pumped to see what his future would look like uh, moving forward, you know, in a Virginia uniform. But my prediction for this game, I'm looking at 77 to 52. I'm looking for a blowout from for, for, for UVA. I'm looking for them to get uh, some of their younger players or some of their players uh, outside of their seven-person rotation to come in, you know, and get going, you know, you know, and, and and give them some time. And Tony Bennett, you know, he and he does a good job of this when they get up pretty good and they feel comfortable getting some other players some time, get those guys, um, you know, lathered up and get them opportunity to get on the court at home as well, you know, and that's always cool. But as before, this has been great. This is a midseason review. Of course, the game is at noon. And make sure you guys are there. I'll see you there. And then I'll do a post game uh, with my guy Casey. And then I'll prep again because we have on Monday come right back around. Uh, they have the game against the uh, Syracuse Orangemen. Thank you for making Locked On Virginia your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, plus here from the big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, guys. I'll see you in a little bit.